traditional medicines that interfere with life-saving AIDS treatments. Up next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. For the 35 million people worldwide who are living with AIDS, antiretroviral therapies are life-saving medicines that can slow or halt the disease. But in some non-Western countries, cultures can impact the effectiveness of treatment. I'm talking with Dr. Lou Barrows, Professor of Pharmacology and Toxicology at the University of Utah. He's investigating interactions between traditional medicines and antiretroviral therapies in Papua New Guinea. Um, Dr. Barrows, how much of a problem is AIDS in Papua New Guinea? Why did you focus on that problem? Well, Papua New Guinea is an interesting case. It has a, it's the, it's the only country in the South Pacific with an established HIV epidemic, but it's fairly low level. It's, it's less than 1% nationwide, but in some villages, the incidence of HIV is around 10%. And so it's of great concern that it still might spread. So maybe you can talk a little about um, traditional medicines in Papua New Guinea and, and how much that is a part of their, their lifestyle there. Um, it's, it's generally accepted that Papua New Guinea is, is like m- many of the developing countries in the world where about 80% of the people use medicinal plants for health purposes. And um, it's certainly part of the culture. And so um, we had some quite a bit of background data on, on uh, commonly used medicinal plants in Papua New Guinea and, and some understanding that, that a lot of people use them a lot and that when people are being treated with Western medicines, they go home and they also kind of take their, their vitamins or their nutritional supplements or their herbal medicines, whatever you want to call it, right? So – um, so it's clear that, that there's potential for these things to interact. And there's lots of data from Western medicine showing interactions of dietary supplements and medicines. And so it was a logical question to ask. And so what did you find? The approach we took, it's basically uh, some in vitro assays looking at the ability of one drug to interfere with the activity of another, either by uh, interfering with its metabolism or interfering with your body's ability to get rid of it, or by um, inducing enzymes that allow your body to get rid of things faster. And so, obviously, if you're eating grapefruit, if you're drinking grapefruit juice and it, inhib- it inhibits liver cytochrome P453A, 3A4, then drugs that are metabolized by 3A4 are going to be at higher levels in, in your body, and they might actually reach toxic concentrations, and this has happened. That's the same system, identical system we use, but instead of things you might find at our grocery store, we used <laughs> we had our list of the 100 most used uh, medicinal plants in Papua New Guinea from the database, and, and so we went and collected them and looked at their ability to interfere with drug metabolism. So, so when you see this enzyme, the, the cytochrome, when you see it, it go up, the activity go up? So that, if, the, if the enzyme goes up, then it's more effective at clearing the drug uh-huh. in your body. And so the drug might not reach effective levels. And this has also been shown to happen. So you found that some um, extracts from some traditional medicines um, actually raised the levels of the, the cytochrome and some lowered mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Is, are you talking about sort of big effects or, I mean, is it enough to suggest that it might in some cases totally 
um, inhibit the effects of the antiretroviral therapy, or can you make those sorts of conclusions? Or well, I I think we can because there's enough experience in drug development in Western countries with big pharma, and and my colleagues here actually have been working in that capacity. So they have the same standards for you know for what's considered a, or predictor of a clinically clinically relevant effect. What do you intend to do with the information that you have now? I'm actually also uh, an adjunct professor at the University of Papua New Guinea. So my colleagues um, at UPNG are, are quite um, interested in making sure this information gets back to the National AIDS Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it ha- actually already has. And, and they and the National AIDS Council now are keen on putting together basically a little pamphlet that will go around to the AIDS uh, clinics, just identifying the different plants in the local languages. Uh, Papua New Guinea is a very interesting place because there's supposedly over 800 different language groups. Language, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a very diverse barrier. Number one, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be a long pamphlet, <laughs> but um, but basically that some of the most what we think are probably the most problematic ones. They that 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 the the patients coming in for their antiretroviral therapies can be counseled to you know avoid consumption of this while you're taking while you're taking these drugs. What are the chances of that working? I mean, you're going against probably hundreds of years of culture, right? I uh, you know it's funny, um, and I'm I'm sure there'll be a whole spectrum depending on the yeah. person in the village and, and how much they believe you and how much they, they don't believe the healthcare workers um, or whatever. But um, you know, m- most of the people I've met out just in the bush, they're all pretty independent thinkers. And if they understand the issue, mm-hmm. then they're going to make the logical decision. And, and, you know, if they're, if they understand that you, you take this same time you're taking this, this won't work, then they'll, they'll follow it. Does your research have any implications for us here in the United States? So wh- one issue for us here in the U.S. is that while these plants are commonly used in Papua New Guinea, you know, they're not kind of the golden seal or the cranberry juice or the echinacea that, that are the major products in the U.S., but there's kind of a shift in these dietary supplements available in the U.S., and that's because of this global access to everything over the Internet. And you can, you can now buy many of these plants that we thought were Papua New Guinea traditional medicines. Mm. You can buy them over the Internet for all sorts of purported uses, whether they're active or not, I don't know. But uh, some of them are pretty active at affecting drug metabolism. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.